Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. On a Wednesday, he joins me every Wednesday during football season, Gerald Broussard, the G-Man, UL alum, former O-lineman, former coach, color analyst on the radio, and uh, joins me this morning on a uh, on, on a Wednesday, G. We're starting to get that fall weather finally, man. Things are cooling off. Um, I don't know what that'll mean to, to what happens on the football field. We'll get to that in a minute, but... Uh, fall weather, something I'll sign up for every year, man. I, I, I it, it can't come soon enough. It'll probably be gone too soon, but I'm going to take it when we get it. Yeah, no doubt, Scott. And I tell you, you know, we're so lucky here. I was watching uh, the Weather Channel last night and just watching that storm coming into Florida and all that stuff, and, and knowing that we, we, we dodged one there. Now, look, we took it for a few years, so, so you know, I'm okay with dodging it. But uh, thoughts and prayers to those folks. But, Absolutely. And and just going outside this morning and yesterday morning and. Yeah, just uh, Jay and I were talking about it on the broadcast. Just things start poking out a little bit, and that's not a bad thing. ESPN Lafayette, uh, Joe Broussard, I guess. Gee, we always talk football. Obviously, we get to talk about the Cajuns. But, um, you know, I, I don't know how much of the Saints game you saw, but they lost to a bad football team. And you, right now, uh, they're a bad football team. Um, man, I they, they kind of ruined my week. It's funny, I was talking to... Um, our friend Chris Lano, we were uh, not on the air. We were talking about UL and the Saints, and you know he had some takes on UL, and I didn't necessarily agree with him. And I, had, you know, he had some takes on the Saints, he didn't agree with them. I'm like, you know what it is though, like the things we're we're struggling to, you know, or or maybe like you're you're a super fan of one, and then I'm a super fan of the other, and those are perhaps the ones we're not being as objective about. And he's like, yeah, you know what, you might be right there. Uh, so. You know, uh, just bad offensive football. But uh, objectively, when you look at the Saints from afar, and I know you're not tuned in like you are with UL, I get that. But well, what's your take on the state of the Saints right now? And can they turn this thing around in London this week? Because, man, that offense has looked bad. Yeah, it really has. And, and that's, that's a tough chore to ask to turn it around uh, in London. You know that I, I know that you you've got a long trip over there and stuff. Your your quarterback is is fighting through a lot of things physically. Um, you know I think you're you're reaching similar to some of the, the things the Cajuns are, are fighting to try and get done. Uh, you know just trying to figure out what you can do. I think that um, I think they have talent there, though, Scott. And 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 so yeah, I. I I don't know if it's going to come this week. I, I I like what I'm seeing out of some of it early, but golly, it's 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 been a chore, and and I, it just it's kind of puzzling at times, and and because I know that there's talent there, and and, and that's the thing that uh, yeah, I don't want to say it's concerning, but but it gives you it gives you pause, and it also gives you hope. Yeah, look, you're one and two. There are only two undefeated teams in the league, and you're only three weeks into the season. It's the Eagles and Dolphins. Miami's got uh, Cincinnati tonight, but uh, excuse me, tomorrow night. But it's um, it's early, and I think in the pros, you've got you've got professionals, you've got a longer schedule. It just, I mean, I, I, not rocket science here, G, but it feels like you just you got more. You literally have more time, but it seems like as far as trying to figure things out. I, do you, do you have a better chance to figure it out in the pros just by nature of having more time to do it? 
Well, that would tend to say yes uh, because there is time. But but the 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 thing about the pros that's, that's so um, what makes it fun is is that you just can't predict. Okay, I say this about the pros, but this year in college football, it's been similar to that also. Uh, but but you know, there's there is. I mean, there are good teams, but there's no way that I would have thought that that um, you know. Buffalo would go down to my and look. I know what humidity is. We've talked about that on broadcast too. And uh, you know, I, I, I but you, if you're Buffalo, you go to Miami. You run ninety snaps. You have the ball for forty minutes. Forty minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah. And you don't win. It's crazy. And the other team kicked their their up their their personal protector in the butt with the ball. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, Thomas Moore. No, Thomas Moore. My friend you know, Thomas literally kicked the ball up the butt of a teammate, like punted it yeah. in his butt. I mean, I mean we're not, I'm not even being gross. It happened. I saw it. That was crazy. No, it, it, yeah, like he was aiming at him. That was, yeah, I mean, it, I, I think I got to, I, I, look, I'll, I'll probably talk to Thomas at some point, at, like not anytime after the season. I, I talked to him once or twice a year. I'm going to be like, did you just forget you were in the back of the end zone? Because, the dude, it wasn't like the guy was being thrown back to him. It looked like just normal protection, but you can't take the steps when you're in the end zone. You just got to punt it. I guess he just forgot. Well, and and the guy did hop back. I mean, now he didn't. It wasn't like he didn't jump back, but he did have a couple. He was kind of stepping back, back for blocking. And, yeah. yeah, it was that was and so that was it, it was it was a calamity. You know, it was both of them. And look. Morstead knows he's got to shorten it up. The other guy knows you can't go back at all, or you're going when, to have a football yeah, animal. When Jimmy G runs out the back of the end zone for a safety, and it's not the, the, the most memorable safety of the weekend, you know it was a pretty crazy weekend. <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, they, and I say that about, about the NFL and, and every week, but, but you know, then, then, you know, in that same town, Middle Tennessee, goes and beats the brakes off of Miami with long plays against Miami. I'm, we're talking about the University of Miami. Cristobal. And, like, it's not like Middle Tennessee's been this, like, dominant G5 program no. as of late. It's like, <laughs> wait, what? What? That, the it, it, it was how they were beating him that was just such a shock. Yeah, it really was. I mean, just trying to dare, you know, they're, Miami's daring them to throw it. They're throwing it and catching it, and then they're, they're just running away from folks. And, and and this is not even a good middle tennis. Well, it's a, obviously it's not terrible, but I mean they've they've lost games this year, you know, and uh, it's it's crazy, bro. But uh, going back to your question, by by nature of the season and having some length, yeah, that that I think the Saints can, and I do think they will get it turned around. And I say all that, depending on the health of of. of the quarterback there, but but look, I think you got a capable backup that can make plays for you. You know, you, you would like somebody a little younger and somebody a little more explosive and stuff. But um, you know, what I saw of him in the preseason, I mean, he can still play now, and then he's a good guy to get you out of tough situations. And if he's got to finish a year, then you know, there are a lot worse. I mean, there, there are a lot of others that would be a lot worse than him. Yeah, Dalton's seeing his whole career. I mean. When he's had good offensive lines, he's been a pro bowler. And when he's had, you know, average to below average offensive lines, he's been a bad starting quarterback. I mean, he's he's the kind of guy that play breaks down, got to make something happen. That's not his strength. Within the offense, he's very good. Um, you know, and the Saints have had protection issues in week two. You know, Dennis Allen seemed to put a lot of that on Jameis this past week. Not as much. Put some of it on the old line, but... Uh, they they got they got a lot of work to do, and I think 
the counter argument, Gerald, about, you know, by nature of just having more time, you know, are, are you going to be able to figure it out, is that maybe there's not as much urgency in the NFL or the sense of urgency doesn't hit you, right? I think it hits you in college. It can hit you after week one. I'm sure, you know, heck, I mean, LSU, that wild game against Florida State, I'm sure the urgency hit them, right? Uh, and, and they've won since then and they'll play Auburn this week and, um, and you know, they look good in the second half against Mississippi State and all that. And you know, it was New Mexico last week. But, you know, I, I think urgency is something that, you know, I feel like people hear the word urgency and maybe sometimes they confuse it with panic. And I think there's two very different things. Now, you could speak more to this as a coach, as a former coach and a player, Gerald, but when it comes to urgency in college football, where is that line between, oh, my God, we, we really got to clean this up and we're going to clean it up. Let's do it the right way. Let's not, let's not overreach here. Does that question make sense? Because I, I, can, I get why some people confuse the two sometimes when it comes to sports, but I think, you know, I think hit the panic button and have a sense of urgency are two very different things when it comes to trying to improve as a football team. And and the thing that you always are aware of is what is perceived as panic. Because, you know, when you're involved in it from the inside, you don't want to panic. You never want to panic. There's never a time to panic in in your eyes. Uh, you know, now now from outside looking in, you know, people say, okay, it's time to push the panic button. But but no matter what happens, uh, the, the one of the beauties of, of – of, sports and dealing especially a sport like football is that you, you go to work early you get you get home late you you insulate yourself from everything going on around you the only time you see any people is is when you come out of the tunnel let's say at UL and and you run you run out there and and you you see some people in the stands but you really don't see them you know and and I I talk with people a lot after you know after I got out of coaching and stuff and and you know what do we you know we followed you and we did this and we watched you coach and we watched y'all play and all this stuff and I'm thinking yeah but you know you're always told don't look in the stands you know as a player so you don't look in the stands and as a coach you, you got other things to look at that aren't in the stands and by the time you get out of the stadium after a game everybody's gone for the most part and, and then by the, you know heck i i was some nights i just didn't go to sleep you know you go right back to the stadium and and um you know it's just um, you insulate yourself in there and isolate yourself in, in the in the facility, and and it is a grind, but it's always um, you're always trying to push it without being perceived as panic. And look, it's different in college and pros. And look, pros are becoming more like college now, though, because in, in the pros, you don't get the preseason anymore. You do get some practice against others. You get a very shortened preseason. But you don't, you know, in, in high school, you, 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 get a, you used to get scrimmages and jamborees and stuff like that before they started to count. Uh, the pros, you know, we're seeing stuff right now where, you know, it's, it's kind of like the extension of preseason, Scott. And so now it's going to be, uh, yeah, I do anticipate things starting to turn. And if, if sooner or later, you're going to get to a point where, okay, this is just what we are. Yeah. And, yeah. And then that's, that's when you just, you just try and accept or, or not, you never accept what you just try and deal with whatever you are.
Gerald Broussard, our guest, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Two things I want to hit on that you just talked about. One, your latter point, you know, Jake DeLome, our friend, he was on with me a few weeks ago, and, and he felt like because of the lack of reps and attention to the preseason by many, um, really week five or six is when you can start to truly identify the haves from the have-nots in the NFL. Um, and I, I think if the Saints turn things around, people will probably point back to it and say, oh, well, you know, Jameis didn't really get to practice a lot, and he was hurt in training camp and because he got hurt after the, in that preseason game, and he missed time, and he did this, and there was this, and there was that, and they sat these guys out and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, if they keep stinking and they look bad, you know, Sunday in London and they look bad against, you know, a Seattle team that I don't think is very good and I don't think Carolina's very good, but right now the Saints aren't very good. Then you get to week six, seven, and it's like, okay, guys, you know what? This this is it, right? This is it. From a uh, another thing I wanted to touch on, you said the good thing about coaching is you can insulate yourself, right? Um, as a player, as a player in college, it's difficult to do. And I think even if you were to try to do it with social media, you can't. Now, I, I was talking to <clears throat> Coach Desimo about this Monday, but, you know, a lot of coaches will say the same thing. You, you, you can't, social media is part of life. Guys are going to be on it. All you can do is give them the warnings of it, you know, how to, properly use it, you know, not to overreact one way or the other. You know, I mean, Reese Burns is is great, great kid, great punter. Um, had some mistakes on, on Saturday night that, you know, were big mistakes. And he, after the game, said, you know, it was on me. I was a line wrong. Everyone's blaming the holder or the snapper. I, I feel bad. People on social media are blaming him, but, you know, it was on me. You know, one, good for Reese for, for putting it on him, but two, you know, the fact that he referenced social media right there, it was like, these guys are on it. And when things are going wor- great, I'm sure they enjoy it. But, man, you got to take the go with the bad. And and I, you, you see reactions that people have in the moment. You see it after the fact, but you see it in the moment. I mean, look, I, we, we have friends, Gerald. You've, you've seen them sometimes on a live stream watching the Saints game and how they act. And then you see them, you know, with their family, you're like, that's not the same person. I mean, hell, I, I am not, the way I am Sundays when the Saints are on is different than I am the rest of the my life, essentially. Like, I'm just a different person. And I, especially when they're struggling. And I, you know, sometimes the next day or two days later, I'm like, man, I can't believe I, you know, I can't believe I thought that. I can't believe I said that. You know, in, in the case of social media, if you're a player in college, you're seeing people on Twitter reacting in the moment to something you did. Now, you don't see it for a few hours. But the idea of insulating yourself, how difficult is that for a college football player today? Is it, is it even possible? It, it, there are some that aren't on social media, um, minimal, but, but there are some that just choose they don't need that. They don't. But but that's it, everybody has grown up with it now, Scott. So it's 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 very very difficult. Uh, but I mean, you know, the, the the thing that parents deal with now that we we've got a grandson and and you know John and Ariel have to deal with Vance later. When do you give him a cell phone? 
when do you let him get it on on social media whether it be whatever you know uh we we love it as far as following him but if you walk by Vance right now with a phone and pick it up, he's going to say, cheese, right. You know, cause he's, he's taken his, his whole life has, has been, uh, chronicled, um, on Instagram, on Facebook, on, 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 uh, you know, Google photos and all this stuff. And, and, and I, I, Julie and I talked about it. I said, man, and then look, we caught him peeing in the yard this weekend and I, I took a picture of him, you know? So I thought it was cool too. But, but, you know, that's one of the things, stuff that, that, you know, I got away with for sure. You, you, to a certain extent, got away with it. Not near as much as I got away with, but, but oh, I did. these guys I did. don't. I mean, I, you know, Facebook came out like the year after I was out of college and, and it was very different in the early stages. I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. I, I was uh, helping out with one of the football banquets several years back. Uh, I think I was actually at next coach Desimo, you know, assistant coach at the time, Rob Sale. And, you know, I was, it was cool. I'm chatting with him. And I think they were texting with Jake DeLome. He was flying back from some game the Panthers played in, and, you know, um, and, 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 you know, we're cutting up, right? Look down, entire row of all the seniors. It was a banquet. Good, good kids. I mean, you know, I remember Jacques Boudou, good, good group of guys, right? Mm -hmm. Every one of them, heads down. Every single one looking at the phone. And, and it, it, you know, it kind of was like a downer on one hand. I'm like, man, like for some of these guys, this is the last time they'll even see each other, you know, and for others, they're good friends, but I can't imagine teams being like that back in the day. That's how it is now. And I'm not insinuating that that's how they are all the time in a locker room, but here they are sitting next to each other at, you know, the senior banquet at, at you know, at this hotel and uh, it hadn't started yet and they're all in there and they're wearing suits. Every single one of them are looking down, and I, maybe it was Coach Sale. He's like, "Look at that!" And I was like, "Man!" And we're just like, "It's you know." And and look, I'm I'm older than than Coach Desermo, right? Rob's you know I'm, but maybe the same age as Rob. Like I'm, I'm you know. But mm -hmm. point is, we're all like, you know, we're we're younger than you. G is my point. It's not like we're yeah. we came from this day and age where we don't we're not around it or we don't get it, but. All of them just, you know, those two guys are nodding their head. And they they were in locker rooms, you know, Rob at LSU and, and Coach Des at, at UL and then with the Jaguars and whatnot. And it's like, like never. They were like, never would have that happened at one of ours. Um, it's just, it's 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 how it is now. And, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying if you're a team that's trying to have a sense of urgency, that's trying to block out all of the noise, maybe it's a little more difficult today than – you know, back in the day, a coach could say, look, just don't read the newspaper and what one or two people write. Like now it's, you can't really tell them to stay off of something because it's, if they look at it, it's, it's going to be there regardless. So you have to try to build up this thick skin to say, look, don't, don't get too high when it's all great and don't get too down when it's all bad. But, you know, easier said than done, man. Well, it is, and, and it's, it's, it's human reaction to it. And, and, you know, we deal with it. I, I, I know. Uh, you know, part of your job is, is to post and to, to continually work social media. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't have to do it. I, I, I think, you know, I like the pride of Acadiana. So when they come out, I think most of the stuff, I'll take a picture of the band or something like that. I really don't, don't do a whole lot, but you know, some, some people like it and enjoy it. And look, they got uh, other ways of communicating and getting their, 
their thoughts across where everybody has a voice. I, I had a guy I was working with in the oil field one time, and he's talking about, and I don't remember what, what time it was, where uh, the LSU was going through a coaching change, and he says, my source tells me this. And I said, "Your source? So, who are you to have a source? You know, but but you know he he worked in all field, but but that's you know everybody thinks that they're reporters now and they can they can get their voice across at, 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 because they have the the platform to be able to do it, and and you know the, those those players are going to see it if they choose to, uh, you know, and co- that's just part of now that stuff you have to deal with as a coach, you know. Um, you know, we didn't have near the, the 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 distractions away from the facility that that these guys have to deal with. And the other thing that we had too, Scott, we had dorms, so we were able to keep the guys all together to try and develop some relationships. Look, I'm telling you, a lot of we spent a lot of nights just up in there, you know, playing cards and 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 shooting the bull and watching TV and 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 you know. Knocking on people's doors, and and we would put shaving cream in in, in an album cover and slide it in the door and step on it. And, you know, just silly stuff that you do when you're in dorms, and, and and you know these guys don't go through that the way we did, and 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 living together for four and five years, you know, and so uh, it, it's different now. And, and <laughs> you look at what the transfer portal is doing to stuff, and and you know people. That's all part of people promoting their brand, as they say. And then and nil, it's it's all about social media, and um, you know so that all that stuff is just that's 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 what we signed up. Not maybe Gerald and Scott, but that's what that's what our our, our sport is signed up for, and and that's part of coaching now. And, and look, they're they're compensated very handsomely, especially compared to what we were back then. But but they're com- com- uh, compensated handsomely. And now that's part of what they have to do to earn their check is is to you know control their players and and try and take help them with handling all that and and you know that's it's a chore though it is a chore especially you know those guys kind of you think about what we were when when we were eighteen nineteen twenty years old uh, you care what people think you know and 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 it's, it's but a lot of times we didn't know because. They they wanted to say it to your face. Most people don't, but that's the thing about social media is it, it gives people a voice that wouldn't say they say what they say, but they whatever they feel, regardless of whether they would say it to your face or not. Ninety percent of them wouldn't. And you don't want it to be that distraction. But all of that's to get to our next point: the sense of urgency. Where is it right now with the Cajuns? Where should it be? We'll talk to Gerald Broussard about that and the QBs when we come back for one more segment with Gerald on a Wednesday. I'm Scott Prather. It's the Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. We're right back right after this. Back into the great Scott show, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Jay Walker, 
typically joins me on Tuesdays. Joining me today, I was out yesterday. I was a judge in the Paint the Town Red contest. Uh, it was great. Had a great time. And um, But because I was not on yesterday, Jay will be joining me in studio. We're doing a little Wonderland Wednesday. So he and I will each play a one-hit wonder that we think is a great song, Gerald. So... What's a, what's a one-hit wonder? I mean, maybe you don't know off the top of your head. I am putting you on the spot. I apologize. What's like a one-hit wonder that you, you really dig? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, I, it's I, my bad. This yeah. is my bad. My bad. Gerald, <laughs> Gerald Bruce, I guess. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for Jay Walker, of course. We'll talk college football. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the Cajuns. We'll talk uh, a little bit about LSU and other things. But uh, we got Gerald for one more segment, and she... You know, the last two weeks for Cajuns, uh, for, for, for Cajun fans, is concerning. For the coaching staff, it's concerning. They're trying to fix it. The offense, many say, lacks an identity. Um, I, I, I want your thoughts on, I guess, where, where should the sense of urgency be? They're 2-2, two and two, but obviously, you know, they should have won Saturday, but they had some, you know, just self-inflicted wounds at the worst possible time, and they didn't. And there are things to be concerned about, win or lose, but when you're losing and you haven't lost much lately and you lose two in a row, that level of concern is, I think, magnified in a lot of ways. Uh, what, what should the sense of urgency be right now for this team? And, and you know, what part of the offense, I guess, is, is most concerning to you after, you know, a month of the season? Um, it's hard to, to, to specify a a part simply Scott, because it's, it's the offense as a whole, to be honest. I, I think that, you know, they, they, they haven't been able to run the football the way they're accustomed to running the football, which is going to put more stress on your, your throwing game there with some quarterbacks who, I, I mean, played better this past weekend. Um, I think the thing that's, it's most concerning to me, not, not concerning. I, I, I know that, 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 Things can be fixed because, again, like we talked about the Saints, I think there's a talent level there that's going to be that if you just play to your abilities, I think you'll be okay. The disappointing thing was the last two weeks. I don't think that the better team talent-wise won the game. And, and you know, we, we've talked about it for a long time. More games are lost than won. Uh, this past weekend, the Cajuns lost. Now ULM gets the victory, but the Cajuns lost the game. And, um, you know, against Rice, I, I think Rice did beat the Cajuns. Uh, I don't think the Cajuns lost that one. I think that there were some opportunities there. But, um, you know, the, I, I know that the, the Cajuns want to run the football. This is this has been a, a, a team that's uh, kind of built itself and, and, and done some things and had an identity in the conference of being one of the more physical teams. They were able to run the football and stop the run in the past, and which is, is why – you know, they were able to win the conference. And, and, and I think that right now you're seeing this team trying to search to be able to run the football. They're using a lot of zone schemes. Uh, I heard your interview with Coach Desmo talk about identifying people and, and what they see at the snap of the football is not what they were. What they're going to get to as the play develops. And, you know, there is a lot of movement in this league. They're going to get some movement this week. Uh, South Alabama is, is, is a team that will start uh, – and, and you can watch it during the game. It's very easy to see. The, the number of people at the line of scrimmage when the Cajuns say hike is nowhere near the number of people at the line of scrimmage about one second later. They're going to start <clears throat> excuse me, with, with uh, people at what's called second level, at linebacker level, but they're, 
they're pulling the trigger quick. They're coming downhill, not necessarily the blitz. They're doing it to stop the run. And they're going to move the front. So if the guy is lined up on, on the right shoulder of the right guard, when the, when the ball is snapped, he's probably going to move to a different position. He's going to have a different gap responsibility. And uh, that part of it, <laughs> I get to talking, it gets a scratchy throat. I apologize. But th- that part of it takes time to develop. And uh, it just comes from guys working together, working, which I think is why you saw a minimal amount of guys play against ULM. It's something that's going to have to develop. Again, Coach Des talked about the backs hitting the hole, and that's true. <coughs> excuse me, excuse me. I hope this doesn't continue. No, it's all good, man. Take your, take your time there. I mean, yeah. I, I think but, uh, you know, those guys are going to have to be able to, to, to fit with the offensive line, and, and that takes time. When you play a number of people, as the Cajun do, you know, then, then it's, it's – Guys have just got to be able to mesh in jail. And I think that that can happen. Uh, one of the things that I thought was really good this week was the ability of the quarterbacks to move the football and move the football from the pocket. They didn't have to get get the ball outside the pocket and, and you know, fake and run one way and then break and contain and trying to get outside to throw the football. They were able to get to move the football, throwing the ball from inside the pocket, which was good to see. Um you know, truth be known, the receivers can play better. And so if if everybody just – and I don't think anybody's got to play beyond what their capabilities are. If they just play up to their capabilities, then I think the Cajuns are going to be fine. And um, you know, I think the tight ends have played well to this point. And if you can't see Johnny, then we've all got problems because Big Johnny has been open and, and catching the football. Neil's been playing well. Uh, Pierce Neagle's been there. So – you know, I, I think that as the season keeps going and these guys start getting a little more time together and stuff like that, I, I, I do anticipate it coming. But it, it is it it's a, it, I just think it all fits together, just like the line being able to mesh together. I think that I don't see this group as as a you know, and they're just not <clears throat> physically. They're just not massive, and they're just not going to be able to just knock people off the football. Uh, so they're going to have to get their fits right. They're going to have to work two guys blocking on a down guy and then knowing when to come off to the linebacker. What what happens with uh, South Alabama is some people will play their linebacker and they'll slow flow and then attack. South Alabama just goes. They When they see it, they pull the trigger and, and, and they, you know, they, they, they take the chip off. And so what they're doing is they're not allowing you to double team long because the linebackers are coming downhill. And so uh, it's going to be a chore, but it's doable. And we've seen the Cajuns do it before, but uh, you know, that, that part of it is going to be a work in progress. And then, you know, you, you got South Al and, and then you've got a few days to work a little longer to get ready to go to Marshall. But the, these, uh, this is a good South Al football team. Now, um, you know, we, we, we talk about the Cajuns and losing a bunch of people to, to the transfer portal and really not replace them with a whole lot of transfers. South Al hit the portal now. I mean, they got a bunch. And uh, they've got some depth. they got some speed. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're making plays. Heck, they, they returned a kickoff and a punt for a touchdown against Louisiana Tech. Now, one got called back because of a penalty. But, but uh, no, they, they've, they've got some speed, and, and they're 
playing with some confidence and got a transfer quarterback. And, you know, that, South Dallas always had good receivers. And, uh, but they, they, they got a couple good looking running backs and they, they, they've got a number of transfers up front that is, I think has made a difference for them. Gerald Bruce, our guest, ESPN Lafayette. Yeah. I mean, they're a one point loss to UCLA, uh, away from being undefeated coming into this. It's a good team. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm glad you, you brought up the O line and sort of the offense as a whole. It feels like once one of the puzzle pieces finally fits, then the others can. But I do, I believe that that first puzzle piece that needs to fit is the O line, because, you know, I, you play two quarterbacks, it's going to be scrutinized, whether it's working, whether it's not, whatever. It's going to be scrutinized. It is. Uh, I'm not defending it. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. My thing is, I don't think that like that's the sort of the definitive number one issue, right? That 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 others feel that way. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. You know, I know that that in in, in Coach Napier's first year, they had Andre Nunez, and he was the starter, and then they played Levi every what third or fourth series, um, and, and they did it all season, and it was scrutinized by some, uh, but not in the same way. And the reason is because that offense had an identity, and it was running the football first. Right, it was it was ground and pound the kind of football that you love to watch, Gerald, to get you going. Right, lather them up, former old lineman yourself, and this offense right now doesn't have that identity. And I think when you're when you're struggling to run the football, and you're in, in, in and his coach told me on Monday, right, it's not just the O line; it's everybody, it's a whole unit, it's the receivers, the tight ends, everybody can do better. But when that's not the identity, then there's a bigger microscope on the quarterbacks. And then when you're playing two of them, and as you said, look, they didn't play good at Rice. They played better this past week. You just, you know, you had critical mistakes at the worst times and your special teams, which has been pretty good the last few years, was, you know, was was bad in terms of the, the crucial mistakes they made on Saturday night. But um, I, I'll just ask you briefly, and then, you know, we'll let you run. Uh, we'll get your thoughts on South, you know, the, the, the keys on Saturday, and we'll let you run after that. But... Before the keys, G, what's your take right now on Chandler Fields, Ben Waldrich, and the, you know, as Coach told me, look, I didn't anticipate having a, you know, two-quarterback system. I said I wouldn't, and, you know, here we are, and it's not, you know, we still have a starter and a number two guy we evaluated every week. I mean, you've heard everything he said, but what what's your honest take on it right now after a month of the season? I, I feel better today. I, I really do. I, I think that they, you know, I – I didn't see what I wanted to see in the first three games, to be honest. Uh, I saw some things this past week, and I know that, that, that the quarterbacks were challenged to be aggressive and, and not just throw it, but be aggressive running the football. We saw that now, both of them. I mean, they pulled it down and they were aggressive, but Ben thought he was, he was a fullback at times trying to run over folk. But, uh, and and I, I thought Chandler threw the football well. Uh, I thought they made some plays. There were, they, I, I think that the thing that happened, and, and, and Jay mentioned it during the broadcast, or maybe not on, actually on air. We might have just been talking around halftime. But said, well, you know, 17-10 at half, and it really could have been. I don't want to say should have been, but it could have been, uh, you know, 10 more points for the Cajuns. And if you're sitting up there 20, I mean, 17-7 and a half. And if you're sitting up there as 27-7, well, then, you know, this is a totally different game. But that, you, that doesn't happen. I mean, you can't once it's there. 
And they just, I think that the quarterbacks had put the Cajuns in a position to be able to do that to that point. The help needs to come from the, from the other sides, continue to progress. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I know that the, the quarterback situation is, you know, Coach Dez said he didn't anticipate, he didn't want it either. I mean, he he does not want this to be this way, but you know it it, it is the way it is right now, and and he's going to live with it until either one of them just just totally separates for one reason or another, for good or bad. Then then you know I think we're going to have to deal with it. And the other guys, though, I I look quarterbacks aren't the problem. You know I think there's some other guys that can that can help you with that, and I say that. You know, after this past week, it wasn't the quarterback. So, um, you know, what, what we need, and you know, it, I I do agree right now because of the answers that we got Saturday. I said, okay, I feel better about that. Let's see how we do this this week up front. And and uh, and look, you leading into the keys, Scott, it's going to be up front now because you're going to have to handle not just the movement. But the aggressive play of the second level guys, because these guys are pulling the triggers trying to get tackled for a loss. If you're playing every every series behind the chains, then then it's going to be tough on the Cajuns. And uh, and and you know I I heard Coach talk about it. And South has always been the kind of team that's going to challenge you on the outside. In the past, the Cajuns have been able to throw the football up and just let a receiver go get it. And South, you know, a lot of times didn't win those. Well, that means that the, the Cajun receivers are going to have to step up to that challenge too this week. But it, you know, it's going to start with the, with those guys up front handling that not just movement from the down guys, but the the second level penetration that that's going to happen. And, and when I say that, I'm, I'm I'm trying to draw a picture. You know, if if you envision you, you know the, the the linebackers there at three or four yards off the line of scrimmage. They read and try and run through right now, see it and go. And, uh, and, and they, they, South is trying to get tackles for a loss. They'll read up front and move and slant the down guys, but they are pulling the trigger at second level. And so uh, that, it's going to be a chore. Joe Broussard has been our guest uh, at GBrew2 on Twitter, color analyst for the Rage of Cajun football team, homecoming Saturday. You talk about answers. You want some good ones on Saturday. I, I was saying this about the Saints as well. I think you've seen flashes, really more flashes from UL to this point. You know, some good quarters, uh, good halves for the Saints. You've seen, you know, offensively a couple of flashes, but mainly all bad. Um, and I think a, a good, solid performance, you know, four good quarters. And I think everyone just feels better. I, I, if, if you can get that Saturday against a good South Alabama team, you know, that, that could be the juice you're looking for. I mean, this is a big game. This is a big moment. And then, as you said, after that, you wait. You go on a Wednesday night at Marshall. Just it's This is a big one. You're going to have your best crowd of the season. The weather's great. Um, you know, let's see, let's see what the Cajuns have in store this Saturday against the Jaguars. Gee, man, I appreciate it. Uh, I know how busy you are, as always, my friend. I know you're on the road for work, but uh, I always enjoy our conversations. Love talking ball with you, and uh, look forward to hearing you on the radio Saturday and talking to you again next week, my friend. You bet, pal. Be safe.